Hello there, boxing fans around the world. Thank you for joining us once again for another exciting episode of uh, the Friday Night Panel featuring Mike Orr and myself. We're ready to rock. Uh, first up, the big fight that's going on right now, I suppose. Yeah, man. The, uh, the Hemphill card. Yep. Definitely. Uh, this is a good one. Showbox, the new generation. Hemphill versus Stevens. Starting 9 p.m. Eastern. Legendary trainers, guys. Buddy McGirt and Ronnie Shields will guide young undefeated prospects sean hemphill and david stevens in this main event of the popular prospect series this one is getting underway tonight guys two former trainers of the year will lead their young undefeated fighters into the first show box card of 2023 as james buddy mcgirt promising super middleweight prospect sean hemphill faces off against ronnie shields trained prodigy david stevens in the triple header set to get underway tonight guys live on showtime from wind creek casino this one it has three undefeated matchups including uh fighters with a combined record of 61 0 and 1 with 43 knockouts this marks the second consecutive year showbox will open the new year featuring a triple header in which all six fighters enter fight night without a loss uh, for the six fighters hail from the state of pennsylvania pennsylvania with Hemphill, who is 14-0-8, or sorry, 14-0-8 knockouts um, of New Orleans. Uh, you know, he's set to make this highly anticipated showbox debut when he faces nearby Reddy Native Stevens, who's 11-0 with eight knockouts in an eight-round super middleweight bout. In the co-main event, Ativ Oberton, who's 7-0 with six knockouts of Philadelphia, takes on Artem Bursov, who is 12-0 with 11 KOs, of Fort Lauderdale, Florida, in an eight-round light heavyweight bout. The telecast opener pits two up-and-coming Pennsylvania fighters as Redding's Julian Gonzalez, who's 8-0-1 with eight KOs, and Rosalindo Morales, who's 9-0 with two KOs from Elwood City, put their unbeaten streaks to the test in this eight-round super featherweight bout. Uh, in 20, in, you know, in 2002, McGirt, who worked the corner, for such greats as Arturio Gatti, Antonio Tarver, Hussein Rockman, Sergey Kovalev, was named the Boxing Writers Association of America Trainer of the Year. A year later in 03, Shields, who has previously worked with such greats as Tyson and Holyfield, was named Trainer of the Year by the World Boxing Hall of Fame. So this, this card is going to be a great one, guys. We got some young, hungry, up-and-coming, undefeated guys on this card tonight starting 9 p.m definitely going to want to watch this as uh, these legendary trainers guide these young hungry undefeated prospects uh you know to victory tonight definitely six men with no with zeros on those records man and three of them are going to leave tonight with a loss so definitely it's going to be a fight to watch for sure graham are you excited for this one i, I know you've been following some of these kids on this card yeah, absolutely, and I've been mentioning them on the the news show as well. Um, it's I, I in particular mentioned that that interesting record, sixty one, zero uh, and one. Like that's an incredible, uh, you know, three three fights, undefeated. Uh, you know, someone's losing their zero, yeah. or, or or learning from their loss or yeah, exactly. <laughs> Somebody's getting taught a lesson tonight. Well, actually, three, three people are getting taught lessons tonight. Is what's going to happen. But uh, in in addition to um, you know, I've been mentioning this as well. Uh, I, I think the 
the pendulum is starting to swing over to America with respect to the development of the talent uh, on both sides, uh, the Pacific and the Atlantic sides of America. Uh, and Showbox are doing a really, really good job, quite frankly, um, uh, of putting great fights together and, and showcasing a lot of uh, local talent. But, but there's an awful lot of ways you can define local uh, given given the size of America and uh, the size of its regions. But anyway, uh, so I was excited to, to be reading those news items from Showbox, uh, in particular, the, the caliber of talent that they're bringing to the table. Um, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing. Uh, now, I got to say, I, I and you <laughs> uh, called it wrong last week when we called Kim Clavel to win and uh, take those belts. So, so I'm, I'm cautious now to, to call uh, Sean Hemphill uh, an easy win on this one. But uh, right. I, 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 if I were a betting man, that's who I'd be picking. Uh, <laughs> yes. But I've well, been known to be wrong. I've been known to be wrong before. Um, we, can't, we, can't, we can't be right on all of them. Okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> and trust no. you, you know, one punch changes the entire outcome of a fight, right? So you can't, you can't as, always win them all. As, as, as we have all found out. Yes, um, we have. <laughs> <laughs> Hemphill okay. made his pro debut 2019. Uh, you know, he's already reeled off 14 consecutive wins after a standout amateur career. Uh, in his last bout nearly a year ago in January, Hemphill scored an eight-round unanimous decision over Jason Minda. Uh, in front of his hometown, New Orleans fans, the 27-year-old uh, fought three times in 2021, four times in 2020, and six times in 2019. Uh, Stevens uh, will be the first undefeated opponent uh, Hemphill's career uh, with multiple wins. Uh, Hemphill is managed by Adam Glenn, the son of the late Jimmy Glenn, uh, who owned the beloved Jimmy's Corner Bar in Midtown Manhattan uh, and is well-known, iconic figure in boxing circles. Uh, Hemphill was a member of Team USA during a stellar amateur career with 55 wins, 12 losses. Uh, that saw him rise to become one of the top light heavyweights in the country. His nickname, Silky, is an amalgamation of his dad's nickname from his kickboxing days, Spider, and his smooth fighting style. Uh, <laughs> you know, Spiders produce silk, so that's where it comes from. Uh, Stevens fought three times in 2022. Uh, his busy schedule included a second-round stoppage of Loris, uh, Barbario in July of 20, uh, July 23rd and a first round TKO of veteran Colby Courter uh, on May 28th. The 22 year old Stevens has stopped four of his last five opponents, uh, relying on his polished skill set and aggressive hard punching style. You know, he started boxing when he was 11. He went 60 and 8 in the amateurs. And among his amateur highlights, he's a two time junior Olympic gold medalist, silver gloves champion, ringside champion, USA boxing, youth national champion, youth world champion, uh, championship qualifier. So definitely this one is going to be a, a battle, man. You got two guys here that are, you know, on the verge of, you know, hitting that next, that next echelon of uh, prospects. And uh, one of them is going to leave with a loss on their belt, you know, under their belt tonight. So definitely huge card, guys. Don't miss this one. 9 p.m. Eastern time is when this one gets underway. It's definitely shaping up to be a great night of boxing. And, and a good and a good intro, by the way, um, because when you speak of their careers and you speak of their records and you speak of their professionalism, it, it leads us into what happened over in, uh, in the U.K. with respect to the Eubank-Smith uh, debacle during their press conference. And I think I think this illustrates the difference between the two boxing scenes right now. Mm -hmm. I think America is quietly grooming its young boxers. 
through the amateur ranks regionally because they have a lot of competition unbeknownst yeah. to the to the uh, British uh, boxing supporters who think that the only people that need to be talked about are British fighters. Uh, so this this fight is a, is a great example of uh, a really good stable of young fighters coming up through the ranks. We've talked about many often, and here are two that are going head-to-head, toe-to-toe, one of them willing to lose his zero and will lose his zero. Yeah. And it's a close call. Um, it really is. But I like Sean. Anyway. Um, Me too. Yeah. <laughs> Me okay. too. I'm, uh, I'm thinking I'm, I'm, I'm going to say uh, Hempill is going to uh... – I think he's going to come away with this one, to be honest. Yeah, that's uh, that's that's my predictions. Uh, you know, I have followed this kid for a long time. Uh, you know, it's nice to see him finally uh, headlining this uh, this great card put on by Showtime. You know, uh, promoter Marshall Kaufman, matchmaker, it's Kings Promotions. Uh, they seem to be doing well for the youth, man. And I'm very very excited to see to see 2023 and this youth, man. This these these guys coming up through these ranks and and uh, slowly becoming contenders instead of prospects. Right. And uh, yeah, they are doing it. And, and honestly, these, these promotional companies are grooming their fighters properly. And I believe that this is the year that we are going to see a lot of new faces and a lot of, a lot of upsets. Definitely. We're in. uh, I I also think uh, this might be an example where uh, Don King kind of steps in, if I'm not mistaken, I might be better. I don't think I am. But I think King's Promotions is Don King's company. But I think he's letting he's grooming his young managers, matchmakers, trainers, uh, very quietly. Like Don King is not the old, verbose Don King that he used to be. He still has things to say. But I, I'm, I'm pretty sure if we Googled it, I don't have time to Google it right this second. But <laughs> I'm pretty sure King's Promotions is, in fact, uh, Don King's company. Uh, but the point is, is it's not Don King standing front and center. It's uh, he's letting the fighters stand front and center and he's letting them let their fists do the talking as opposed to what happened in England uh, at the weigh-in. Hi, Gwen. So <sighs> another, another heated weigh-in, I guess, eh? um, with the, with the Eubank Jr. And, and uh, Smith card. Eh? It's, 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 it must be disastrous for Sky Sports. Uh, you, you talk about uh, all the other uh industries uh, sport industries and how carefully they need to groom what their uh, talent is saying especially to not only a national but an international audience and so for chris eubank and leon smith to both embarrass themselves and embarrass the sport uh it must have just sent shockwaves through sky sports must have indeed and for, for those who don't know uh, Liam Smith called uh, Chris Eubank basically gay. Uh, Chris Eubank turned around and basically said, uh, "Yeah, well, you're cheating on your wife." So, I mean, they both <laughs> what called, a, they, what a, what a, go go to the weigh-in, air your dirty laundry, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is this is not what I don't think. I mean, these guys. Okay, it's one thing to have a bitter rivalry and 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 say things about certain opponents that you you simply don't like. Fair enough, good stuff, but. I think they crossed the line and they shouldn't have, uh, you know, is it, is it training? I mean, training from the, the public relations perspective that's missing here. Like, should they just not, should they be told not to step over that line? I, in my humble opinion, yes, they should be told. I mean, take a look at the interviews, uh, between quarters, between halves, 
between periods in basketball and hockey. You know, if you take a look at the interviews that are conducted, they're quick, they're succinct, they're to the point, but they're to, to the sport. Yeah. There's no one airing dirty laundry in other professional sports. Um, you know, why should boxing be known for, for such atrocities? But anyway, I digress. I, a big... I, feel, I feel like I feel like 2022 was the year of uh, weigh-in fights, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> like how how many how many weigh-in fights did we see in 2022? across the board like i can't even count how many times guys standing there toe to toe ready for the picture one guy breathes too hard the other guy freaking throws a punch next thing you know it's a battle and it keeps happening it's you know what it's unsportsmanlike it really shouldn't be happening save it for the ring that's what you guys are you're paid right. prize fighters what are you doing you know something stupid like that could cause an injury that could cause the fight to not even happen and then you disappoint all these fans like there's so many things that could go wrong in that situation and really, we got to get a hold of it, man. Guys, harness that energy. I know you've been standing and talking shit about each other for months and, you know, want to eat each other's children the way Mike Tyson says it. But listen, the realistic thing is, is yo, you got to save it for the ring, in the ring, because you know what? Outside of the ring don't mean shit. What do you want, an assault charge? Or do you want your millions? Like, let's be real. Yeah, and the other, the other, the other key consideration here is the audience itself, which you've touched on. Um and the reality of it is, is the boxing demographic is actually lowering, uh, proportionate to other sport industries, which is a really good thing. Younger people are getting more involved uh, as spectators of the sport uh, than in other sports. Um, you know, you might look at a, a golfing demographic, very aged, a tennis demographic, very aged, uh, horse racing, very aged, um, you know, middle of the road sports, baseball, hockey, uh, football, kind of, kind, kind of bit of both. But but most importantly, I thought also 2022 was a year where women broke through yes. and became, it became exciting as a sport for men and women to appreciate uh, the energy and effort that was going behind those fights. So, so to see here uh, Chris Eubank Jr. and Liam Smith completely embarrass themselves, you know, I, I, if I were a Sky Sports executive, I, I would be horrified uh, at, at watching that take place. I'm surprised oh, there hasn't been... I'm surprised there hasn't been like some sort of fines implemented yet for stuff like this. I, 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 there is definitely an investigation. Uh, there's definitely like, it's, if, if there's a board of governors somewhere, they're looking at it uh, <laughs> <laughs> because what, you know, what was said was, you know, simply silly. Anyway, yeah. do, were you were you gonna do a quick little recap because yeah, yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna touch on this. Okay, go ahead. So, yeah. There's a great there's a great undercard on that fight as well. So yes, there is, there is. Chris Eubank Jr., Liam Smith. It's officially on, guys. Get ready. Ultimate New Year's bash as two of Britain's best boxers collide Saturday, January 21st. This one's taking place at AO Arena in Manchester, guys. It's a blockbuster start to 2023. The middleweight rivals will go head-to-head -head in this eagerly anticipated bout live and exclusively in the UK and Republic, Republic of Ireland on Sky Sports, guys. Uh, Smith, he's 32-3-1 with 19 KOs, heads into this mouth-watering pay-per-view clash in the form of his life following wins over Jesse Vargas, Anthony Fowler, and Roberto Garcia. And after his winning boxer debut in September, Smith immediately set his sights on Eubank Jr., as he plots the path to becoming the world champion for a second time. Smith, 34, memorably went toe-to-toe -to -toe with Canelo Alvarez in 2016 and comes from a proud, illustrious bloodline of champions, cha champions, 
including brother Paul Smith Jr., Stephen Smith, and Callum Smith. Eubank Jr., 32, 2-0, 23 knockouts, is a man whose family name needs no introduction at all. Son of legendary former world champion Chris Eubank, the 33-year-old, has successfully carved out his own reputation in the sport. But in Smith, Eubank Jr. faces one of the toughest tests of his stellar career. The Brighton-based fighter was a former IBO world title holder and is entering his prime intent on starting a new year in style. Um, eager to step back inside the ropes after his proposed October bout with Conor Ben was postponed. Eubank Jr. last fought in February when he comfortably outclassed Liam Williams in Cardiff with an impressive unanimous decision points victory. Chris Eubank Jr. said, quote, has he been in there with some good fighters? Yes. Are they on my level? No. He's a competent fighter, but class beats competence every day of the week. It's a good opportunity for me to show I'm twice the fighter that he is as well as those he has faced. End quote. Big words. Liam Smith said, he's making a big mistake fighting me. Every time he has stepped up to elite level, he has failed. I am elite and he will fall again on January 21st in Manchester. If he was at 60% for the fight that never was against Conor Ben, then he'll need to be at 160% to be ready to face me, a former world champion in front of thousands of my fans in the Northwest. For Chris, this is high risk, low reward for me. It's perfect platform to show I will rule the world again in 2023. He needs to be prepared for the toughest night of his career. End quote. Big words. So no wonder, no wonder <laughs> that it got off to the way it did at this weigh-in. Um, pre pre pretty big, pretty big. Um, so it's we're gonna touch. We're gonna touch now on the uh, on this undercard because I'm yeah, super yeah. excited. Super there's a good excited. there's a good heavyweight battle I want to What's talk up, about. What's up, champ? How's it going? Hey, how you doing? Kind of late. <laughs> That's okay. It's okay, champ. It's good because I I need to go shortly and then you'll get to take over. <laughs> <laughs> I just came in the door. Right on. Yeah. So this this undercard this is this is pretty exciting. Uh, Ekel Usman. 18 and 0 taking on Chris Congo, guys. And this one is for the British Welter Commonwealth Boxing Council, Welter, the IBF European Welter, and the WBC International Silver Welter. And it, and it has been agreed that Congo will not accept the IBF European belt and only fight for the British Common and WBC silver titles. So this one's big, scheduled. You know, this one's getting underway, man. <laughs> I can't wait to see this one. I'm super excited. Did you We're talk about Chris Eubank Jr.? Did you talk about Chris Eubank Jr.? Yeah, yeah, we did. We talked oh. we talked about that. Okay. So yeah. we, we would we, we'd love we'd love to hear what you have to say about it. Chris Eubank Jr., you heard yeah. them talking about the uh, what's his name? Colin? Liam oh, we, Liam Smith. Liam. Liam Smith, yeah. He called him. He called uh, Ben. Uh, I mean, uh, he called him gay, right? Yeah. yeah. Liam, Liam Smith he, called him gay. Yeah, he never seen him with a girlfriend. That's right. That's gonna be a fight. <laughs> yeah, it's, gonna, it's, gonna, it's definitely gonna be a fight. Also in action, Joseph Parker back in the ring taking on Jack Massey, uh, Fraser Clark. Kid that I've talked about before, taking on Kevin Nicholas uh, Empindola, Richard Rakapur, 
Here we go. Back in action. Can't wait to see him take on Christoph Glowecki. Um, Scott Forrest is on here. Always a fan to Matty Harris. Uh, yep. We get to see Matty Harris back in action. Big boy. Definitely. We talk about him a lot. Yeah, we did. We have talked about him. Yeah. Uh, yes, definitely. And uh, he said he will reach out to you, Tim, when he's coming to Philly. So, uh, so you can get some, give him some defense lessons. <laughs> definitely. I'm, I'm, I'm fully confident. <laughs> I know you are, champ. I know you are. Yeah, Matty Harris. Honestly, he's been making some, uh, some big noise over there. You know, just turned pro last year. He's, uh, you know, now undefeated, staying undefeated. He's looking to keep, uh, you know, keep that O tonight as he takes on Jerry um, Surmage. Honestly, I think it's going to be an easy win for Matty Harris. You know, he's a big boy. <laughs> this 23-year-old, 3-0, two knockouts. He's ranked number 47th out of 56. How big is division. he? Uh, he's 6'9". 6'8", 6'9", about two and change. He's a, he's a, he's a big boy. He's big Tyson Fury. Yeah, he's, he's another Tyson Fury. Um, you know, he's weighed in anywhere between 255 and 275 pounds, so... Uh, he's he's weighed in for 268 for tomorrow night, uh, so definitely uh, definitely gonna want to watch this kid, man. Uh, make quick work of his opponent. Um, you know, Frankie Stringer's on here as well. He's three and zero, taking on Christian uh, Neverez, uh, who is 16, 51 and six. So you know that's gonna be a bit of a showcasing. Uh, but yes, definitely a great card. Can't wait. It's a, it's a good start. It's a good start to the day because, you know, this one's getting underway early because it is in the U.K., so we will be able to see this, um, I want to say, 2 p.m. Eastern time is when it starts. And then we move on to the nighttime. And uh, Don King Productions presents Let Freedom Ring. Uh, Goodry versus Steve Yep. This one, uh, this one's getting underway. Fight TV starting 9 p.m. And, uh, yeah. Don King is returning to Casino Miami, Ja'ala, with another sensational championship card, the Clash of Champions, Let Freedom Ring. Starting Saturday, this card will be highlighted by the WBA NABA Gold Heavyweight Championship, as well as the NABA Gold Heavyweight uh, Champion, Jonathan Gertie, 18-1-2 with 10 KOs of Dulek. Uh, LA will be risking his title against former WBC heavyweight champion Bermaine Stevern, who is 25-5 and 1 with 21 KOs from Las Vegas. Uh, this one's going to be great, man. Goodry is coming off a sensational performance uh, against tough DeCarry Scott. Uh, Goodry won a tough battle with Scott and sent him to the canvas at 201 of the seventh round to claim the NABA gold heavyweight title on June 11th. 2022 at Casino Miami. Uh, Goodry has started off the year suffering his first loss after 17 straight victories as a professional, losing a split decision and the WBA championship to Trevor Bryan in Warren, Ohio on January 29th. Uh, Steven, like Goodry, lost his last fight to Trevor Bryan for the WBA heavyweight championship on January 29th, 2021 at the Hard Rock Casino in Hollywood, Florida. Uh, Brian Florence, Steven twice. Uh, the last coming with 127 of the 11th round when referee Frank Gentile called a halt to the proceedings. So this one, this one's going to be a, a big battle of these big boys. Can't wait to see this one. Uh, it is the first what Don King card of the year. Uh, also, he's added on seven great fights to this undercard. Uh, we will see NABA welterweight champion Trayshawn Wiggins. Of Newborough, New York, will defend his title against Nigel Fennell, 13 and 1 with eight KOs of San Diego in a 10 round bout 
Uh, Wiggins thrilled fans at his last defense of his title at the Casino Miami uh, when he knocked out Travis Castellan at uh, 207 in the first round on June 11th. And then uh, we got the WBA Continental America's middleweight champion, uh, Ian Green, who's 16-2 with 11 KOs, uh, will defend his title against undefeated uh, Alexander Castor, who's 11-0 with 9 KOs from Tulu, Colombia, in a 10-round title fight. Like Wiggins, Green was impressive on June 11th in Miami, uh, winning unanimous 10-round decision over Anthony Link. Uh, this will be Castro's first fight in the United States. Uh, and the first two belts of the night will feature a super lightweight attraction between uh, Renel Midros, who's 7-0 with two knockouts of Miami, Florida, uh, via Cuba, against Nelson Morales, who's 3-1 from Scranton, Pennsylvania, via the Dominican Republic for six rounds. Uh, the other six-round bout is a light heavyweight attraction for six rounds featuring... Is, I'm sorry to cut you Who was that from Scranton? Oh, uh, Nelson Morales from oh, Scranton. Oh, yeah. I used, to train yeah. With, I used to train up there. Yeah. Okay. okay. So, you know, so you know this kid then? Yeah, Nelson. I used to, um, when I used to train... Um, uh, um, I, used, I used to train um, this big uh, Spanish guy. I used to train him down there. And Nelson was coming to the same gym. Okay. I used to see him all the time. I used to see him almost every day. Yeah. He just That's got cool. finished winning the fight about a month ago, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, so, Nelson. Yeah. Yep. Nelson, Nelson Morales. Nice so we're going to see him back in action uh, tomorrow night for a six-rounder. That's going to be great. He's a nice um, kid, too. Yeah. And then we got Kimon Evans, uh, 9 9 with three KOs of uh, news, um, Florida against Cletus Pendeverus. Uh, who's 21, 13, and 2 with 9 KOs of Lancaster. Uh, then we have three Cuban fighters who will also be featured on this undercard. Uh, Alex Michael Perez, who is 4 and 11, will fight in a six-round middleweight attraction against Carlos Cruz, who is 2 and 9 with 1 KO of Deerfield Beach uh, via Nicaragua. And then we got Brendan Leon Salgado, who's 1 and 1, will enter the ring in a four-round lightweight heavyweight attraction against Sal uh, Salome Flores Torres. Uh, who's one and seven from Hastings, and the final Cuban fighter is Darian Favor Castro, who is one and one, will be in a six-round junior welterweight attraction against Ryan Schwartzberg, who is one eight and two with one KO uh, out of Florida. So we got some great under you know undercard action. Definitely some great cards to watch this weekend. Super excited about that. Uh, yeah, it's nice to see uh, Don King starting off the year right. Also, you know, Sky Sports got this big. Eubank Jr. Smith with a huge, huge undercard. What a great undercard, honestly. And then we got the show box tonight uh, showing the uh, six undefeated prospects. Three of them are definitely leaving with a loss under their belt, or sorry, a lesson under their belt. Mm. You know, it's going to be going to be some great, great fights this weekend for sure, though. Uh, because it's Female Friday, I, I wanted to bring up just very quickly, there's a fight going on in Kissimmee, Florida, featuring one of my favorite uh, female fighters, uh, Jasmine Artiga. Uh, she's actually headlining that particular fight. It's, it's called War Zone. Um, yes. You know, so it's Female Friday. I just thought I'd bring that up. Um, it's an entire card. Uh, and I, I didn't really recognize the majority of the names, so I won't read them all off. <laughs> uh, but but we do know Jasmine Artiga. She is one of our favorites here on Talking Fight. And she's oh. actually uh, headlining that. I and that's down in Kissimmee, Florida. I believe I talked about her uh, last week, I think it was. Oh, yeah? 
on my female friend. I believe it was last week or the week before I was talking about her. You know, she is 9-0-1 with five knockouts in that super fly division. Wow. 30 years old. Uh, she's managed by Peter Kahn. Uh, she's coming off of a, a split decision win against Amy Salinas. That was back on uh, July. No, yeah, July 28th. Uh, so she's, you know, been out of the ring there for a couple of months. It'd be nice to see her get in here as she takes on uh, Ashley uh, Sistiante, uh, who is six and two. So definitely, it's going to be a good card out of Kiss yeah. Me. Yes, I forgot to mention that one. It is Female yeah. Friday. There are a lot of, uh, you know, there's a lot of fights going on. And this is a huge card too. This one's got at least, uh, you know, I think it's got like 12 fights on it, I think. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's why I didn't want to list off all the fighters. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This one, this one's, uh, this one's got a few. It's a uh, yeah. boxer to get his money from Don King. What was his name? The English boxer, the heavyweight, the, the little small one. He's good. What's his name? The heavyweight. Uh, little one? Yeah, the heavy is the heavyweight, the black, black, this black uh boxer. And um I think it took him like three weeks to get his money. What's Debozy or something? Debo Daniel Dubois? Dubois. 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 Yo, his last fight, it took him like about a month to get his money. But you called him little? <laughs> well, he is he is he technically technically he is little. Technically, he is in the heavyweight division, man. These heavyweights are big now, man. They're not. You know. Not... You know. It's interesting. Uh, is it Joseph Parker who's fighting tomorrow night on that undercard? Yeah, Joe Park from New Zealand. I like uh, Joseph Parker for some reason. I like him. If guy. if if he wins, he's and he, he's got uh, Massey. He's fighting Massey. He's, he's no uh, no small fry either. But the point of the matter is, is if he wins, he wants to take on Joe Joyce. He already fought Joe Joyce and lost. Yeah, he did. Yeah. I, I know. I he, he, fight last night. And I think he, I think he also lost against uh, Dillian White. But the point is, is uh, he wants to he wants to rematch uh, Joe Joyce. But it's just been announced, I th I think by Eddie Hearn, uh, that Joe Joyce is going to be fighting. Uh, what's that Chinese guy's name? Jiang Jialai. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. That's uh, that that, so, that should be interesting. <laughs> yeah. So so he's Joe Joyce, right? Joe yeah. Joe Joyce is fifteen and zero. He, he's a, he's a really good heavyweight, but yeah. he seems to be one of these avoided heavyweights. For yeah, some well, you know, because he's, he's I can got, tell he's you something that, about that him. Thing that just doesn't quit, right? Like he's I can got, tell you something about him, though. He played rugby from the time he was like three, right? So he's got this never-ending gas tank. His stamina. He is he is open every second of the whole fight. Yeah, no but defense. But but he's got but he's got a head like a truck. And I know this like he took he took Parker's best shots and ate them oh, and came okay, right through. Yeah. And you know, Parker Parker threw everything he had at him. So yeah. I don't know what I don't know what Parker's thinking trying to rematch him. I think it would be the same. He outcome. probably think he could catch him on it. He probably think he could catch him in and um it was probably thought it was easy to hit him. Well, yeah. let, 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 let me let me add to that. What Joseph Parker also said was if I lose to Massey. I'm out. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so Joseph Parker might be fighting his last fight if he loses uh, tomorrow night. Mm. But if he wins, he wants to he wants to rematch against Joe Joyce. But Joe Joyce, it looks, uh, is signed to do uh, this uh, uh, Zhang Jalai uh, fight. Yeah. I I, there's a few fights that were announced uh, April fifteenth uh, coming up. So anyway. Wait. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 well, on that and, note, I have to get back to work, so I'm going to bounce out. You guys, yeah, okay, Mike. Adios. Yes, thanks, guys. Uh, it's always a pleasure. I uh, will see you guys next week. All right, thanks. see you later. Take it easy, guys. 
Okay. Where's your time at? Oh, we're we're about halfway through. Let me let me. Oh, no, it's okay. Yeah. Just my yeah. camera. One on one with Tim Witherspoon, former heavyweight champion of the world. Two times. <laughs> Two what times. about the ladies? The ladies really helped. Really, the ladies really sparked, sparked up the show last time. Huh? They were amazing uh, when yeah. they get going. I mean, I, I must have sat there for forty-five minutes like this. <laughs> oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh yeah! <laughs> yeah, that was yeah they, they have great shows uh, that they put on throughout the week, and uh, they, they they're actually our most popular shows, quite frankly. As guys well, talking girls, about boxing, they have their own. They have their own podcasts. Yep, they have their they have their own. That's uh, why they're so fluent. They like they they just talk right properly and all that. They are. They're both well spoken. They're both former boxers. Okay. Uh, uh, Nat Natalie's route uh, in the boxing world was uh, a bit rougher, shall we say? Uh, Brooke uh, was a, a champion. Uh, so so two great gals. And I love it when they come on the show because they have so much to say. And uh, I, like Mike, should just hit that disappear button when they come on. <laughs> yeah, he's probably going to go drink somewhere. <laughs> it, is Friday. it is Friday. Um, I see I see you're pretty active on social media. You've got uh, quite a few videos I see that you're putting yeah. on Facebook and uh, teaching guys defense and like literally teaching guys defense in a series of videos teaching the young guys how, how it should be done. Um, and from what, from what we see, uh, the videos you're doing are pretty popular. So yeah, you're doing well, well, my man. You're doing well. Well, thank you. Well, I looked, I looked on the, uh, we, I've been looking on YouTube for a while, and um, I don't see, and I know there's some fake trainers on there. They're misleading. Mm. They're misleading. They're misleading um, people and boxers. Um some of them never fought a day in their life. There's some guys they never fought a day, but they're and they have big followings. And I'm like, I'm two-time heavyweight champion of the world. I might as well get on there and see if I can do that. This guy, I don't know, I ain't gonna say no names, got all these followers and, and subscribers, and I'm saying he never fought. And he has a boxer that comes on the show um and talks about certain things, and I'm like, wow, how did he get all that? Then there's another guy, he never fought a day in his life, and he's got a big following. I'm like, well, I might as well just come on and just beat Tim, and I hopefully we can get something like that going too, you know. Well, I'll tell you, just from a, from a business perspective, I know we're sidestepping a little bit from our usual uh, repartee, but uh, uh, YouTube uh, over the past couple of years has really lowered their level of financial support for creators. Uh, they, they've opened up avenues for creators uh, to make things easier or to promote themselves. Uh, but still, uh, when we, we have thousands of subscribers on our YouTube channel, uh, but in, in the, the last quarter of last year, we made 34 cents. That, that was the deposit made by YouTube uh, to talk and fight, 34 cents. Uh, so, so that's why we decided... Uh, to switch, and you should consider this as well, Tim. Uh, switch over. We we now broadcast our own shows, so the shows that you're seeing right now is being broadcast on, I believe, uh, 15 different platforms simultaneously, of which YouTube is one. But primarily, uh, we broadcast it on TalkAndFight.com, and underneath mm -hmm. it is a little button that says um, 
uh, do you want to uh, offer up a donation and support our podcasters? Um, so uh, gals like Natalie and Brooke are earning, are earning some money uh, by having fans uh, provide them with an income. So, you know, if you want to talk to, to Eric about uh, doing your show through Talk and Fight, you, you really should. Um, we because- be doing videos um, like Brian Robinson. I mean to cut you off. Brian Robinson is a marketing, a marketing director for 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 the uh, medical world, and he's been the head of it. He's been, you know, and we be we be doing we be analyzing videos and charging people, you know, twenty five dollars to analyze a um, five minute video. Uh, he's very creative, and I think that we can we can try to you know get to a lot of people. Um, you know, get to a lot of people and stuff like that. We analyze videos. Um, we put up videos. He was on the show a long time ago. He was on the show before. I'll tell you what. You know, you, the other the other popular show that uh, we have here on Talk and Fight is Cedric Benz, uh, where he he does uh, the scorecard. Oh, Cedric, Cedric. Yeah. When Cedric does his sh- now, unfortunately for us, uh, he's been scooped up by uh, Boxing Ontario. Uh, to become a, a professional trainer, um, oh. which is not not bad at all for um, the province of Ontario, because uh, during the tenure of the sports commissioner here in this province, which is a pretty big province with a lot of uh, uh, great boxing gyms, uh, but there was a fellow by the name of Ken Hayashi who absolutely destroyed, single-handedly destroyed professional boxing here in Ontario, which if you remember, Tim, used to be a Mecca, Toronto Maple Leaf Gardens. Muhammad Ali used to come up here and mm-hmm. then fight uh, at Maple Leaf Gardens. But anyway, uh, Ken Hayashi came along and, and, and said that boxing was violent, but boxing was dangerous, and he was going to ban it. Mm. And so he, he made it really, 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 really tough. I mean, I don't What kind of power do he have? What kind of power? Well, as sports commissioner, he was given the authority to okay. um, literally – uh, authorize uh, a fight, whether or not it could take place or not, and he did not authorize it. I mean, I think you can count on one finger how many he authorized. Uh, but the point of the matter is, is he's now out, he's gone, and we're seeing a big rebound here in the province, including right, the city of Toronto. So the city of Toronto is rebounding. Uh, we talk and fight have been to several fights recently, uh, live streamed them, and uh, have done really, really well. There's been thousands okay. of people who've watched them. So uh, just like Philadelphia is a big uh, boxing city, so is Toronto. Um, you know, th- th- just for fun, just think about the analogy between fighting cities. Like you've got Philadelphia and Toronto, the hockey teams, they hate each other. Uh, I don't know if you remember you back. You up your flowers in the Montreal Canadian? No, what is yeah, the Montreal? Yeah, well, we, we, got our, we got our Toronto Maple Leafs and back in the Maple day. Maple Leafs, yeah. You, you, guys about- had the, you guys had the Broad Street Bullies back in the day. Yeah, yeah, the Broad Street Bullies. I live only five minutes from the stadium, 10 minutes. Really? Yeah, Wait, I was born, it, I was born that, and raised 10 minutes from the spectrum. Is that what they call the 2400 Arena these days? No, no, that's, oh, that's the different. 2400. Is that basketball? Well, no, they uh, they have a lot of boxing events at the twenty four hundred these days. Oh no, I think that's on Delaware Avenue. That's on Delaware so, Avenue. It's only like ten minutes away. So in that neighborhood. So you, you, you anyway. So it's you, not exactly. So, it's not exactly where where the where the uh, where the um where the uh, uh um you know the um on that. It's it's only about ten minutes away. That's all. They they might have torn down the the stadium on Broad Street. The old well, one to, repl- 
to replace it with uh, whatever the new one's called. What stadium? Not not the Blue Horizon. That, you're not talking about the Blue Horizon. No, no, no. The um, the the stadium where um, now I'm trying to think where the Flyers used to play. Oh, the Spectrum. The old Spectrum. Did yeah, they tear no, that down? It ain't tore down. No. I think that's tore down. Is it? Well, I, I don't know. know. You, you live in Philadelphia. You tell me. You, you, they converted Maple Leaf Gardens, actually. Um, uh, so they built a brand new stadium uh, for the mm. hockey team and, and for the Toronto Raptors, the basketball team. Okay. But the old stadium, Maple Leaf Gardens, they converted it uh, into a uh, the hockey rink. Uh, okay. They left as a hockey rink uh, and they built uh, a shopping center around it. And then on top of it, there are condos. So um, they, they completely, because it's a, a historic site, quite frankly. It was built in the 30s. Uh, it's quite a beautiful building, quite frankly. Okay. But uh, we are really digressing from <laughs> what, what I should be talking about and what you should be talking about with me. Um, you know what I wanted to talk about? I wanted to talk about women in the sport. and because uh, of, uh, of women in sports, huh? And then this always, this, and I was... I was kind of uh, I was kind of disappointed that Natalie wasn't joining us tonight, but she's busy. Uh, so is Brooke. Uh, but what I wanted to because this always gets uh, gets gets them a little bit uh, upset whenever I discuss the the top ten pound for pound okay. female fighters because because they kind of you. they they fluctuate quite a bit more than the yeah. more than the men do. So I'm I'm just going to read off a couple just so you become a little bit more educated in this. So so the next time when Natalie I need and Brooke. On paper. <laughs> yeah, so those. This is for the benefit of you and me to be educated okay. when it comes to women's fighters, because okay. they they completely outclasses when it comes to knowledge of women's. I fighters. know they was really sharp. knew and she <laughs> they knew everything. I'm like, okay. They did. So let let, let me just uh, rock through this for you. Clarissa Shields, okay, in America. Uh, yep, she remains atop the ESPN women's pound for pound rankings, uh, yeah. with Katie Taylor and Amanda Serrano uh, keeping their spots second and third behind her. But then, uh, this week, the list changes. Junior lightweight unified champ Alicia Baumgartner has moved up one spot to number four after mm -hmm. her victory over Michaela Mayer, while Mayer then goes to number six to number seven on the list. Uh, another fighter making a big move is uh, Chantel Cameron, who now moves up to number, uh, who moves up five places after her impressive victory over Jessica McCaskill to become the undisputed junior welterweight champion. McCaskill drops one spot after the loss. Natasha Jonas makes her top 10 debut after defeating a Canadian, Marie-Yves Decaire, to unify three of the four major junior middleweight world titles. So um, that rounds out, you know, so the, these these are the names, Tim, that we should become familiar with real quick. Oh, I need a, <laughs> I need a recording. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, it's interesting because uh, the, these these women. I, I was saying to Mike just before he came on uh, that there are, there are women headlining uh, a card down in Florida. Oh, you might have caught, just caught the tail end of it. The reason I was introducing that particular subject is because once again, uh, female fighters are uh, the main event, mm. and there's an undercard okay. filled of okay. uh, male fighters. So I think there's been a really nice change. It's uh, How it's probably how many times has that happened? Well, in the past year, I, 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 I well, there was there was three big fights, like there are many fights, but there were three big fights last year. Uh, I haven't heard of any big fights being announced yet this year, but they're sure to come. Uh, I'm sure it's just a matter of money. 
Layla Ali and um Joe and um and um uh uh, uh, uh Jackie Frazier was a main event. Was that a main event? Remember the, the, the when they fought? Was that well, a main gonna, event and everybody uh, fought on on the undercard? I was gonna say I I I, ho I hope you're not talking about uh, Mike Tyson's League of Legends, uh, but you, you're, no, talking no. About, you're talking about Jackie Frazier when she fought Layla Ali years ago. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Back in the day. The main, oh, okay. Yeah. It was yeah. the main event, right? Yeah. Well, absolutely. I, I, I'm. I'm. What I'm saying is, is it's coming uh, full circle, uh, where we now have some some big names that have, uh, you know, a, a fan base, a huge fan base, and these fans. Okay. Uh, this is what we need. Now, there was an interesting article this week, um, written in response to one one of our uh, fellows who who used to come on the show uh, quite often. He's he's uh, an old. Uh, uh, promoter uh, and probably a matchmaker, but the point of the matter is, is uh, he's uh, I think he's out of Buffalo. His name's Rick Glazer, and he I put on yeah, Rick Glazer. Yeah, okay. Well, he came out and he said a couple of things, but one of the things that he said is he was really surprised at the low uh, pay per view numbers that the Tank Davis fight got, and he, he was he was reporting sixty one thousand pay per views. Mm. Uh, so then Showtime came up. And said, "Wait a sec, that's that's not right at all. Uh, our our statistics indicate there were two hundred thousand uh, mm. pay per view uh, viewers. So so you know the numbers vary depending who you uh, listen to. What but the point is is uh, I think the women uh, who fight are attracting an awful lot of people. You know because they're fighting in big cities. Whether and they fight too. And they, and they really do. They really do fight. They put on great shows. We." Uh, I, I remember uh, the the big Ebony Bridges fight um, uh, where she came out. Her you know her eye was swollen way out to here, but they she went the distance, and no one thought she could fight. Everyone just thought she was you know a bikini model, and and oh, but she no, looked nice, huh? she looked nice. She, she looked she looked great, looks okay. great, and fought well, really well, and and I think this turned the the boxing world on its head because everyone was thinking, oh, what, what's she doing in the ring? But Boy, did she fight, and uh, and so it, it opened up a lot of eyes. And this was just last year, so you know, above and beyond all the efforts of Katie Taylor and Amanda Serrano, mm -hmm. um, you know, and above and beyond that, you do have these now new names coming up, rising up through the various divisions. But on a pound for pound level, like I said, these these are the names that we need to keep track of as we talk to these. Uh, ladies on the Friday night panel, just just so we look smart too, you know. Yeah, I know, I know. They just take over. <laughs> <laughs> they take over. They go back and forth, and we just sit there like, yeah, mm -hmm. idled and stuff. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so who who are you looking forward to uh, to seeing fight this year? Because we we I I like talk. I used to I used to do a a heavyweight show um, with with a fellow out of England, a guy by the name of Christian von Sponak who, boy, oh boy, is an absolute genius when it comes to facts and figures. Yeah, uh, I'm not, I got to get it right. Yeah, I got to get so, it right, man. So, so every week we used to discuss the heavyweight, specifically the heavyweight division, mm -hmm. both the, the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, the 2000s, and on beyond, and, and who was coming up through the ranks. Okay. I think it's interesting. I think we have an, I think, let me just have a quick little look here. I think this is the anniversary of... Uh, one of the big historic fights. Let me have a quick little look here. Oh, I can't find it. Oh, yeah, it is. 
the 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 big uh, George Foreman Joe Frazier fight fifty years later. Oh, Joe, is that when when he hit uh, Joe Frazier and Joe Frazier jumped up? Revisiting the shocking, iconic heavyweight title fight back in January twenty second, nineteen seventy three. Wow, Man. I was only thirteen when that happened. Yeah, uh, Joe. Like, Joe whoa, 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 whoa! So I'm like about how many years older than you? I'm, I'm, I'm okay. Sport Don't fan. Don't have I'm, to tell your age. Don't tell your age. <laughs> I'm, I'm sixty two. I'm sixty two. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, I got you. <laughs> you, you, you got a few years. I know you do. But but uh, anyway, so back when I was a newspaper boy, you know, th throwing uh, the sports section, uh, you know, I, I was reading, I was reading, you know, this is, this is, this is how I became involved in boxing because I was a newspaper boy. And mm -hmm. I, was, I was always reading about Muhammad Ali and Joe Frazier. What kind and, of sports did you like? Uh, back when I was a kid. Um, yeah. I, I never boxed. Okay. My, my dad, my dad told me, he says, Graham, he says, you, you couldn't box your way out of a paper bag. <laughs> so, <laughs> that, so, that could have motivated you. <laughs> it should have, but it didn't. Uh, I, 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 you know, I was, I was more into uh, skiing, quite frankly, back then. Mm, um, okay. Had a bit of fun uh, going down the hill at 100 miles an hour. Rich, rich people. <laughs> Yo, skiing, hardly, walking. hardly. Uh, hardly put, okay. just put pieces of wood on my feet and let me go down the hill. Just give me a push and away I go. Uh, uh, but anyway, so this is a really good article on uh, the, the the George Foreman, uh, Joe Frazier. Uh, let's uh, let's have a quick look at it. Um, okay. Foreman prayed Frazier wouldn't drop his gaze. He said, I, "I'm so glad he didn't look down because my knees were shaking." <laughs> that's, what, <laughs> that's what George Foreman said. He said, "I didn't fear anyone except Joe." I watched his fights and he was like a machine. Mm. If you hit him, he liked it. If you missed, he got angry and came after you. I hoped something would have happened to me before I'd ever have to fight for the title. So there you go. Unfortunately for Frazier, plenty happened to him on January 22nd, 1973, in one of boxing history's most brutal heavyweight championship fights, which included six knockdowns and spawned the infamous down goes Frazier, down goes Frazier, down goes Frazier, call from announcer Howard Cosell. Wow, there's a name from the past. I remember that. Yeah, I yeah. remember that. That bout was so savage that Foreman yelled to his manager and to referee Arthur McCant to stop the fight before I kill him. Mm -hmm. Foreman's victory remains the highlight of his Hall of Fame boxing career, and it was Frazier's worst defeat just two years after his greatest triumph in his classic bout with Muhammad Ali in the fight of the century. Mm. Wow. Smoking Joe. Smoking Joe. I used to see him all the time. He showed me, he was telling me about um, how to put the weight on your left foot, left, left, like knee in that area and throw the left hook. I used to go over there and, and spar in his gym with his nephew. Wow. Um, never really sparred with Marvis. I just fought him. I fought him in the amateurs and, and everything. So, and Joe liked me, like I said in, on the show before, he called me Wooder because he couldn't say Witherspoon. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what his lawyer, his lawyer said to me one time. I, I felt, I told you on the show, I said, I felt special because Joe would call me Wooder. And he said, no, nah. he said, he called you Wooder because you can't say Witherspoon. <laughs> and I was like, oh man, I thought I was special. You know? <laughs> but he liked me, he liked me. I go into the gym. And Joe was really productive in the gym with the with the boxers and stuff. He he was really he was on them and serious, um, you know. And made he made some good boxers, you know. Him and 
him and a couple of the trainers that he had there. It, it's one of the things that we, we've talked about often, not you and me personally, but uh, some with some of the other guys, I say, you know, like, you know, if, if you talk to any any Englishman or any got anyone from Britain, they will tell you that the best heavyweight fighters in the world are from Britain, period. <laughs> but, but back in the day, if you think about it, you know, there seems to have always been this back and forth that the English tend to forget about where you had the Muhammad Ali's, the Joe Frazier's, the George Foreman's, yeah. um, even a Canadian George Shavalo. But the point of the matter is, is he was tough. Uh, there, there were a lot of uh, George big, was tough. And, and let, let's not, please, let's not forget about when you move into the eras of the Mike Tyson's, Holyfield's, okay. these are all Americans. So at the end of the day, uh, and Lennox Lewis actually was trained in Toronto. Uh, you know, his mother moved him to Toronto from England. Uh, he got he got trained in Toronto. He won a gold at the Olympics for Canada. Then he moved back to England and yeah. fought professionally uh, uh, for the English. Uh, but, you know, so in other words, we've had a lot of great heavyweight fighters come out of North America that tend to get overlooked uh, by the British press. And, it's, and that's why Mike and I tend to often bring up uh, Jared Anderson, Big Baby, and a couple of Big other. Big Baby, yeah. yeah. Well, Big couple Baby's of, from America, though, right? Y- yeah, he is. So why yeah. you bring him up? I know it's good, too, because he be- is a good boxer. Be- because, because our argument is there's an awful lot of heavyweights slowly, quietly uh, getting in the number of fights, getting in the expertise. Okay. Uh, on both sides of the, uh, both the West Coast and the East Coast, and a little, maybe a little bit in the mid- Midwest, but uh, not so much. But the point of the matter is, is I think I think America is grooming. Uh, and and before we came on, what Mike and I were talking about is the the management styles. So, for example, in England, um, you had that r- horrible weigh-in f- between Eubank and Smith, where they were saying inappropriate things to each other. I know, and, I know. And, and I think American managers tend to frown on that and they coach their boxers a lot better in term, if that's proper English. Um, they, 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 they teach them properly how to speak in front of the microphone. Um, but Liam, Liam, that was interesting though when Liam said that about him being gay and all that. That that kind of like sells the show. Now you you were saying that you, like you would want uh, them to get stared away from talking like that, right? But that generates some some real interest if you say stuff like that, because then you got to prove it in the ring. What do you think? Well, it, might, <laughs> it, might, it might generate interest though from the wrong circles. Okay, I think I that think was in deep this, though. That was deep calling them gay, it, right? I think it was unnecessary. At the, at okay. the end of the day. Okay. Uh, you know, I, I, I've, I'm with you. I'm with you on that. On, on, on my news show, for example, I, I, I tend to quote boxers who say really funny things. Like when when I say them, like like very rationally, it's probably not how they came out the boxer's mouth. Like, I'm going to beat his brains in type thing. And okay. I say it, I'm going to beat his brains. You know, whereas the boxer, when he said it, was probably yelling it. <laughs> You know, you don't so think he should have said that gay stuff, right? No, he definitely shouldn't have. Okay, uh, I'm with you on that. I'm with you. You know, the, there's no reason to talk about uh, someone's wife or someone's mother, someone's sister, or yeah. someone's sexuality. Who cares? Right. At right. the end of the day, what what you're more interested in is hearing uh, the tactics, the techniques, 
uh, you know, the training regimen, uh, the hardships you've had to go through to get to where you are. Um, what are you going like, to do to each other? What you yeah, ab absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, and, and whether or not uh, your trainers have allowed you to see footage or whether footage is even available, because now it's a big thing. Uh, you don't get to see much uh, training footage, whereas in the past it used to be all over social media. And nowadays uh, trainers are very cautious about what they release to the public because they know the opposition camp uh, can watch it and analyze it. Um, so, that is important. That is important. So these, as a fan, uh, you know, the, these are the things that I would like to hear at a weigh-in, at a press conference. Yeah. Uh, these are the things I would like to hear. You know, I'm not in. I'm not interested in in what someone does in their bedroom. I'm not interested in what someone does. Makes uh, a lot of sense, right? So uh, that, that's why I say. So it, it might generate interest, um, and 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 some people are probably in pubs right right now in England laughing about it. But it's not funny at all. And it's, right it. it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing you, to the guys. Eubanks held his own, though, didn't he? he? He like, what did Eubanks say bad? So you well after you you bang, okay I think I think I seen it but then I Liam Liam, Liam Smith said uh, you know we've never seen you with a woman type right. thing okay yeah. and Eubanks came back and said well you know I you know you're 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 fooling around on your wife type thing. And oh, you cheated! Now that ain't too. That ain't. Oh, I don't know. Go ahead. Go ahead. So I'm, I'm just saying. Okay, they. they Is that they bad saying that about him cheating on his wife? He said it, it was something. Well, these guys have been uh, going back and forth via social media anyway, so that they do not. They don't like each other. Period. They don't like each other at all. It's going to be okay. a fight. That's going to be a fight. That's right. And and yeah. all, I, all all I was saying was that you know I, in my personal opinion, I would rather hear them talk intelligently about how they have trained for 100%. this fight. hundred percent. Um, you know, how, how they are going to be like, for example, just, just for example, pick any other sport. Okay. Uh, anything, tennis, golf, basketball, baseball, hockey, anything, rugby, anything. If you're interviewing a player before the game. Okay. I guarantee you that player is not going to be talking about the other players sexuality or the other players wives i guarantee it that player when he's being interviewed by the media will be talking about the sport he'll be talking about his team his teammates where they're strong where they're weak where they've had some trouble where they've addressed those issues uh, they might talk about uh some of the the trainers and some of the regimens that have been brought into play they may talk about uh, some of the foods and some of the nutritionists who've come on. Like these are new things uh, that new sports have added uh, to an athlete's overall game plan as to how they're going to win. Because that's the name of the game, winning. I mean, you don't play to lose. Well, most well, of boxing is like physical and you try to hurt each other. Um, not like shooting a basketball. But really, those the, the things that um that 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 he said that was really, that was really like I was like when I seen it, I was like wow, and and Eubanks held his own he held his own but he said something negative back too like cheating right cheating ain't as bad as saying gay right to me right it's not it, it's not as bad and and that's why I but I do as I, bad. <laughs> I do believe Liam Smith is going to get in a bit of trouble he he has he is. Uh, but what do they call it? How's he gonna get in trouble? 
well there, there's there's some governing body who's looking at okay. the misconduct okay. Okay. Uh, yeah it, it's kind of like getting a, a two-minute penalty in hockey you know he's he's okay he's he, he's done something wrong he's going to get penalized uh he has apologized but more importantly they are going to fight it's going to be a good fight uh and it's going to be uh a fight with intent is so, it Saturday? Is Saturday? Yes, yeah, tomorrow. It, it'll be tomorrow afternoon, our time. So, uh, so try to catch it. Where? Uh, what is? What is going to be on? Uh, well, it's on Sky Sports over there. I'm, I'm. I'm not sure who's picked it up over here. I'm gonna try um, to figure something out because Mike usually. Yeah, we 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 have our we have our we have our ways and means of, of watching these fights. <laughs> I better get, um, get in touch with y'all guys. Y'all watching that fight? I want to see it. Eubanks was boy, he was burning up a little bit, but you could tell, you could tell he was kind of upset, but he kind of like held it. He kind of like held it. Yeah, yeah, and 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 that's what I'm saying. So at, at the end of the day, there's a level of professionalism that's expected uh, by not only Sky because Sky Sports were were quite upset as to what they said. Oh, they were. Yeah. They, so so. So, and remember, remember, so we, we just mentioned Howard Cosell. Okay. Yeah. As great as an announcer, he was, you and I both remember he got fired for what he said. So broadcasters, no matter how big they are, he, he said something rather incredulous, such as, uh, black athletes. Well, yeah, but this one was what got him fired. He said something like someone. Someone Google this for me, please. Uh, but he said something like uh, black athletes have a, an extra tendon or an extra muscle. That's what makes them go faster than white guys. Mm. <laughs> so, so anyway, uh, so it was, a, it was a racist comment and he got fired for it. I'm, and I'm just saying at the height, of, at the pinnacle, I mean, this guy, I remember him. He, he was a broadcaster in every sport. Yeah. He was so well-respected. Yes, but what I'm was. saying is, is so Sky, Sky Sports must be in Those guys at the executive level over at Sky Sports must be furious mm -hmm. at their, their local producers for allowing that barrage to go back and forth. Um, I'm, I'm quite certain that in the future, Sky Sports will have a, a little bit of a chit-chat with the managers before and, and say to them, I, I guarantee this. Because their public relations people will be going through the roof right now, um, saying this cannot happen in this in this day and age of you know, inclusivity, where we have to be inclusive and we have to be yeah. respectful and yeah. we can't be saying certain things, especially when you're, especially when it's being shown not just nationally but shown internationally, worldwide, and, worldwide, and not only yeah, not only terrestrially on an actual television station but through all those social media platforms so i'm i'm quite certain that they're 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 behind the scenes there will be words said and people will be put in their place but nonetheless penalties maybe and penalties mm. uh but but for you and i for the boxing fan out there uh we're gonna see a great fight we're gonna see a great fight I'm gonna check in with your guys and see if I can get a link. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and, I, and I think out of it, I think because Chris Eubank Jr. was going to fight Conor Ben, if you remember. Oh Connor, yeah, what happened with that? Well, remember he he went and got tested positive. That's for that, right for that female fertility pill that he was taking. Um, 
So I don't know why someone would be taking. So anyway, so he claims it make you strong or something. No, it's supposed to. It, it, it enables women to get pregnant more easily. You serious? So he, he was it, taking that. Yes. So I, I guess someone had given him the advice that potentially this medicine also makes you stronger. Maybe I don't. I, who knows? Oh, okay. It's it's one of those steroid steroid type drugs but so so he is arguing he he's not been suspended but his um he's he's volunteered um how do you say it he's self-volunteered his license uh so he's not fighting while he's being investigated now i believe he's managed by eddie hearn by the way And uh, so Matchroom, I'm sure, will have all sorts of lawyers involved in this. Um, But the the anti-doping agency in England uh, did did not one but two tests. They were both positive for this drug. Mm. Uh, So Conor Ben uh, embarrassed himself and embarrassed the sport because what athlete at that level needs to be taking uh, those kinds of – they don't need to be taking those kinds of drugs, whether whether you're in the Olympics and the Olympic – uh, committee certainly have no issues banning uh, people, even gold medalists. Yeah, uh, they will take those. They will take those gold medals away from those people if they find any kind of steroid action happening. So Connor Ben was supposed to fight Chris Eubank Jr. Uh, last last that year. Been a fight. That would yeah. have been a fight. Yeah. Yeah. So so fight. it will be interesting to see who ends up fighting the winner. Of Chris Eubank Jr. and uh, Liam Smith, it'll be interesting to see mm-hmm. who ends up because they they both got really good records. Uh, you know they've 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 said a lot now. They've said as much as they're going to say. Let's get now ready they, to rumble. They, they, let's get ready to rumble. Let's leave it all in the ring. Um, it, it, I'm looking forward to it. Let's put it that way. I'm looking forward to it. It's one of these fights that tomorrow. Uh, what time? Tomorrow. What time? So I gotta set my alarm clock. Uh, I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna argue the undercard starts our time. Um, I'm guessing between one and two p.m. The undercard. Yeah. But it's a. It's a really good undercard. The undercard is not one to be missed either. As as Mike was saying, you've got a. You've got a whack of really good names in there, including one of our favorites, Maddie Harris. So there's there's a, there's a there's a lot to watch tomorrow, and uh, then then there's a Don King fight uh, after it as well. So, okay. So, so it's a good it's a good weekend of action. Uh, tonight there are fights going on, and as I say, the 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 big the the big one, the one we're all, the one we're, big coming on tonight, the one we're all talking about now because of what they're talking about over there. Okay. <laughs> okay. Hey, Tim, that pretty well rounds us out. We've we've done our we've done our hour. I see. Uh, you got anything for me? Got any juicy tidbits? Got any? Got any? You hear anything? <laughs> No, All right. I, I'm I'm kind of like um I'm like doing family stuff and training, trying to get my health and stay. You know, so yeah. usually sometimes my eyes be a little closed like this on Friday, but now I'm I'm now opening up and stuff. You know, <laughs> yours is closed right now. That now you're all right. No, no, no I, I'm I'm fine. I have a bit of a yeah. allergy or whatever. Um. Believe so me, I've, been, I, I've been exercising. I've been exercising. Um, going to the gym. I've been training uh, some young kids. I made this. I had, I had this kid. He progressed in like three weeks, real fast. Where this kid was there for six months. Wow. This kid I had only he, he he just shot past this kid in terms of skills just in three weeks. Wow. 
Yeah, just in three weeks. It's this light heavyweight. I'm, I was training him. And um, when he first came in, he didn't know how to do stuff. But there was kids in the gym that was training three or four months, and they still the same. He And just in three weeks, he passed by them. I got him like this. I got him his hands right. I got him jabbing right with his hands there. When the other guy's still doing this. <laughs> I'm kind of proud about that. I feel right. kind of proud. His name is Tim. Matter of fact, his name is Tim too. Uh, I, was just about to, I was just about to say we should we should we should have a show on Talk and Fight called Tips from Tim. Or Tim Tim's Tips. Oh, that's cool. I like that. You're very creative. <laughs> Tim's tips or tip Tim. Oh, no tip Tim. <laughs> okay. All right. There we go. I'm make some, oh, I'm a veget I'm back on vegetarian stuff. I'm back in vegetarian. It's like my third wow. week. Yeah, I was on it for five years. I was on it for five years. And then um, when times got a little rough, I was eating chicken and fish, like I said before on the show. Yep. Now I'm back on it. Shania's mom, my daughter from this from Tottenham, her mom, we talked to her mom, and she's a vegetarian. Now she's a vegetarian, and she called me and told me about it. And I said, oh, let me try it again. And I tried it. Now I'm, stay I'm staying on it. It's been three weeks now. Someone, someone once told me that... Uh red meat is actually addictive you can actually become addictive so it's really hard to quit eating red meat uh, and whether it be roast beef or a good steak or a hamburger you know red meat is really hard uh, to pull yourself off and so I, I congratulate you for for eating vegetarian and uh, feel a lot better saving them cows okay okay so we're looking forward to next week we will, and we'll have lots to talk about next week. I'll, I'll invite uh, Natalie and Brooke and get their perspective. Now that you and I are caught up on the women, we'll okay. uh, we'll, we'll 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 invite the women panelists back on, and uh, and uh, they can they can argue back and forth about women, and we can argue along with them. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna. What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna go after we finish. I'm gonna go check and see if I if I pass if I'm if I'm in the 30s. If, if I'm in the 30s, 230s, because that's what I was pushing for today. I was 243 yesterday. And um, so now I'm going to go see. I'm going to go see if I'm 239 or 8. And if wow. I'm not, I know I'm going to be there by Wednesday. Wow. Thank you for having me on the show again. And looking forward to the next one. Absolutely. Thank you very much for joining me, Tim. Appreciate it. Appreciate your insight. Appreciate your perseverance, per, per, especially you. what you're doing for the young people, um, you know, providing them important. the guidance that they need, uh, keeping them off the streets, keeping them clean, keeping them healthy, setting a good example. Uh, these, these are things that are inspirational. And it's guys like you, uh, you. A, a, you know, a, a champ of future. the world twice. Hey, so let's all these keep that in future. mind. They are future to kids. Ex Exactly. And, and, yeah. and they need to be taught and taught well and taught properly uh, how to live their lives and, and uh, don't make the same mistakes we did. So we'll see you again next week. Tim, appreciate coming on. Thank, Thank you, you. Talking Fight fans for joining us. Remember to like, share, subscribe, hit that notification bell, and we'll see you next Friday. Thank you very much. Cheers. Cheers.